Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Today's Song of the Soul guest is guaranteed to touch you deeply, straight to the human heart, but also to the heart of our world. I got to know of Adra Kubat when I did a Spirit in Action interview with two of her Detroit neighbors, Birch and Kinga, founders of Arboretum Detroit, and Adra's music and being are all that they promise I'd find. Adra is a multi-instrumentalist, but her most evocative instrument is her voice, channeling the lifeblood through her lyrics. Adra Kubat's music will soothe you, enchant you, and make you weep as she joins us via Zoom from Detroit, Michigan. Audra, I'm so pleased to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark, for having me. I'm really excited. And I'm so grateful that Kinga and Birch introduced me to you. What's been your collaboration with them? They told me a little bit about it. Well, I've known Kinga and Birch for many years, kind of watching them do magical things in their small community in Detroit. But in the last few years, as they have started to grow this movement of planting trees and cultivating spaces that have trees, and in Detroit, a lot of houses have been taken out. And as that happened, the fence lines where houses used to be have become these gigantic like tree clumps, I call them, because the tractors can't go in and cut them. And so over you know 20 years of time, these areas have become almost like these natural oases for creatures and all kinds of things. So they've been very up on letting those spaces continue to be green, putting community around those things. So I started doing some songwriting workshops with them with the subject of trees. Again, their project is called Arboretum Detroit. You seem to me to be a person who at the very deep soul level is a tree clump lover. Do you live by a tree clump? I do have some tree clumps in my backyard, and I've also planted fruit trees and lots of perennials. I'm like a lover of nature. When I was young, me and my cousin were at a horse camp together, and she killed a daddy long leg. And I was so mad, I like slapped her on the leg really hard. I was like, you know, you don't kill the daddy long leg, and I was so upset. And they made me hug a tree for like an hour. As <laughs> the best thing in the world. I'm like hugging this big tree and there's like ants and like little bugs and, and I'm just having like a grand old time hugging this tree. <laughs> they say, if you love nature so much, go hug that tree. And I was like, well, don't mind if I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me, Audra, about yourself and music. You were raised Presbyterian. I know you liked singing. So that's one place you got singing. Where else was it in your life? I was just a natural musician. When I was little, I would kind of make up songs on the piano, like three, four, I would sit at the piano, just plunk on and make up melodies and such. My mother reads music. Neither of my parents are musicians. My mom could read, but she couldn't sing. She wasn't a good singer. My dad had a beautiful voice and he would sing a lot. His parents, we would sing together when we were, when we were together and, or in the car driving, we'd always be singing. 
So it was just kind of in my life enough that I really just loved to sing. Although I was told a handful of times when I was in school that I didn't have a good voice. So that really hurt me. And I, what? That's ridiculous. Knowing what your voice is like now. I, but I wasn't, I wasn't a very good singer. I, I was a natural musician. I could play melody and I could hear melody. I could lay in bed and I could imagine the melody and I would actually hear it in my head. But I wasn't a natural singer. I, I had to learn to sing. In fact, I learned to sing by singing along to Joni Mitchell records because she, her range is so, was so broad and she was such an, she's an incredible singer. So I would just mimic her and that's how I learned to do falsetto and her melody lines were very interesting to me. So I could sing, you know, I mean, I could sing probably 10 of them off the top of my head right now of her songs, but that's how I, I taught myself to sing. Not till I was about 18 and I really started to learn how to control my voice. You said you were plunking on a piano for tunes. Did you start out with piano, go to other instruments? Yeah, my parents tried to get me into piano lessons when I was like eight or nine, but I rejected it because I was, you know, they were trying to slow me down and get me to read music and play like Mary Had a Little Lamb. And I was already kind of playing chords and with melody. So I just, I, did, I didn't take, it was very boring to me. And I was like, well, I don't, I couldn't sort of back up to, so I rejected piano lessons. And then I did take up like the violin when I was like fourth, fifth grade, where they say, oh, you pick an instrument. And I really wanted to play the flute because all the girls were playing the flute, but there were too many flute players. So again, they were doing Suzuki. So I wasn't learning to read music. I was learning to read numbers. So I still, to make the leap into like what the note meant on an instrument was not natural to me. I could just play by ear. So I was playing really complicated stuff, but when it came to playing what was on the paper, it was very hard for me to make that direct connection. But then I didn't play music really. Uh, you know, I wasn't in the orchestra. I like kind of gave up the violin and I was playing a lot of sports in high school. And then I had a boyfriend when I was about 18 who had a guitar and he showed me a few chords. In fact, I learned Friend of the Devil by the Grateful Dead. <laughs> I just heard that the day before yesterday. Yeah, it was a fun song to learn. I, and I learned it and it has about four chords in it. After that, I just took those chords that I learned and I kind of just started playing around with them and wrote my first song at 18, like my first song with lyrics. And I was like, well, I'm going to go to the open mic and play this song. So I played it and a lot of my friends that knew me as, a, as an artist said, wow, you, you have a beautiful voice and that's a great song. It's <laughs> like, so that kind of fueled me wanting to do more. I mean, I had written poetry and I really liked reading and writing. So I started writing more songs. So what year are we talking about? Well, I graduated from high school in 91, so it was around 92. And I asked that because also I was wondering what your musical influences are. You've already mentioned Joni Mitchell. I assume that was your parents had records or something like that. Well, actually, a friend of mine who was a deadhead, and he took me to my first Grateful Dead concert. I think I, I had turned, maybe I was 18, and I went on my birthday to see the Grateful Dead. And, you know, we would get together and everybody would be smoking weed and listening to the Grateful Dead and then Joni Mitchell. And I, Joni Mitchell was the one that I was like, oh my gosh, who the heck is this? And I just fell in love and, and got all of her music. And I met her briefly when she came and played here, when, when she was playing with Bob Dylan. She signed my Ladies of the Canyon album saying, I saw you out there. And I was like. <laughs> and she passed on. You had the touch of greatness passed to you. Well, let's talk about the music that you brought today. You've picked out a number of songs that are part of your song of the soul. And what do you want to start with? Garden is the oldest. So we could start there. So I think this is something of a, a love song. That's what I would call it. A love song of the delight. 
a lot of people, when they think of religious, spiritual things, they think of biblical text. But I think of that experience that you sing in this song as a devotional experience. Yeah, I wrote that. So I had I had moved to New York for a little while. I left my husband. I was married. Then I went to New York and I thought I was going to, you know, I had been playing some in New York and I thought, oh, I'm going to, you know, go to New York and that's where I'm going to find my way, you know. I did. So when I came back, after about a year of struggling in New York, I came back and I moved back in with my parents. And my parents live where in the backyard are these kind of rolling hills down to the Rouge River that was behind our house in Southfield. And I was kind of broken up. I was dating somebody in New York and I just kind of felt everything fell apart and I they flew me home. And so I was sitting in the backyard playing my guitar and just feeling broken. And I started to look around and I remember these two like white butterflies and they were just sort of fluttering just above sort of this grass that was sort of bending in the wind. And I started to write Garden. And I remember just feeling so grateful that I was there, so grateful that these beautiful things were around me. You know, the chorus, you know, it's all right here in our garden, you know, and I was thinking about how people put fences up and people kind of like mark their territory and they, but really it's like, if I can see it, then it's mine. You can't really box nature in, you know, you can try, you can try to say, well, this is mine. you can't go over this fence. It's like, but if I can see over your fence or the smell of the, your lilac tree is coming to me, it's all for all of us. And so that was the idea of the song was not only to celebrate nature, it was also to say that it is for us all to enjoy, just to look around and open your eyes and, and open your heart to it and it will come to you. Get ready for the blessing from Adra Kubat, her song, Garden. Oh, the wind 
hope you Song of the Soul listeners have enjoyed the time in the garden with Audra Kubat as much as I did. Her website, audrakubat.com, or follow the link from nordenspiritradio.org. Garden is a beautiful, beautiful song. I don't think there's a song I've heard about gardens I haven't loved. And your song is certainly going to rank up there now that I've been introduced to it. Again, that was on your third solo released album. You had an album. You were with a group called Stunning Amazon. And I'm not sure if the Stunning Amazon that that group was about was about the area called the Amazon, or maybe it's someone like an Amazonian like you. Maybe, yeah, Wonder Woman? Yeah, my band, we were all very tall, except for the drummer was really little. But yeah, they would kind of joke around and call me Stunning Amazon because I'm 5'11". One day the bass player just said, you're just a Stunning Amazon. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then he was like, oh, we should call our band that. Were your tastes in music off-center for your generation? I think so. When I was coming up in Detroit doing folk music, techno and garage rock were the big genres at the time that I was playing music. But I knew a lot of rock and roll. I would go to a lot of rock and roll shows. I loved rock and roll. And I would go and see these rock bands at like places like these iconic places, like the Gold Dollar is one of the places that was around. Jack White played at the Gold Dollar. I knew Jack White also from the White Stripes. So I would go and I knew all these people and I could like party like a rock star, right? Sometimes fans would ask me to open up for them and I would go and play like this a little acoustic finger picking guitar stuff. And I'd be opening up for a band that was a rock band. Yeah, it wasn't quite what everybody was doing. However, what was happening at the time is Garage Rock was also getting in touch with blues, because it comes from blues, and some of that old country finger picking. And so these guys that were like playing these rock guitars would ask me like, show me what you're doing with that finger picking, because I'd be doing this, you know, like doing something kind of country picking or like rockabilly picking or something like that. And they'd be like, show me what you're doing. And so there was like kind of this interesting crossover, but it was really underground and nobody was really talking about folk music in Detroit. And and it wasn't until like Mumford and Sons and things like that were starting to come to the surface that people started kind of going, oh, folk music is kind of cool again, you know? And it was like, so now you have lots of people that are doing kind of country folk and Americana more than they were in the mid nineties and late nineties and early two thousands, you know? It sounds fascinating. Let's give people another example of your music. What's next? Well, since I fell in love with the music is kind of next in line. Since I fell in love with the music is kind of about my relationship falling apart with my husband. But then at the same time, learning for myself that music was my lover. Music was the thing that was always going to be there for me. Music was the thing that I could heal myself through. Everything kind of fades to the background except for music for me. I was going to treat music like a lover. I was going to treat music as the most highest spiritual being thing. So nothing else matters since I fell in love with music. Keep us apart till I fell in 
falling line that brought me on to my feet since I fell in love with the music. All that I know is that I'm growing older and I still keep playing these chords. Sad and melodic, they're holding me hostage. Everything else is a blur since I fell in love with the music. Kubat released that song since I fell in love with the music back in 2005. It was title track of the album she released that year. I love the deep centered nature of your singing, but you do combination performances with other people too. I was seeing one just recently. Are there other groups you've been part of besides Stunning Amazon? Yeah, I was in a trio for a while with two other singer-songwriters. They're both wonderful. Emily Rose is one of them, and then Tamara Finley is the other. And they both sing beautifully and write their own songs and have their own albums. The harmonies that we would put together were so beautiful, and we would take each other's songs and kind of help give them more instrumentation. Sometimes we'd come together and, like, Emily would sing a song alone, but I might play mandolin or violin or flute or something. Tamara would play banjo. Like, we would we would just kind of weave around each other. So we had a little group called KFR, because those are our last names, Kubat, Finley, and Rose. And you mentioned playing the flute. So even though you didn't get in the flute singers back when you were in elementary school, you still picked up the flute. Yeah, I play a lot of instruments by ear, especially string instruments, but also the flute. You know, I, I played flute on some of my albums. Just background. I mean, I, you know, I'm not a soloist or anything on by no means on any of the instruments. It's just I'm proficient enough to be able to play background parts for my own stuff. So I play violin, piano, banjo, mandolin, flute. I have a harp, half-size harp, not a big one. So a lot of the recordings that we're listening to, I'm playing some of the background. Well, let's have some more examples of the music of Adra Kubat. Sure. I think Mountain Woman. This is from Mended Vessel. 
So there's a big span of time between since I fell in love with the music and Mended Vessel, like a little more than 10 years. I was still playing music. I was still writing a lot. In fact, I've written hundreds of songs that I have not even released. I was just really struggling emotionally to find my place in my creative community. And financially, I just couldn't afford to like do a really pro recording. And I'm sure if I had reached out, because people in my city, a lot of people know me in Detroit. I'm relatively Detroit famous in a way, but I was never able to parlay that into being able to tour in other places and be known. And so I really struggled with the pain of that. And after, since I fell in love with the music and Million Year Old Sand, which I was on a small label in Detroit, and they had a lot of money and they were spending a lot of money to try to get albums out. And I was getting radio play from overseas and I was on college radio stations with those albums in light rotation. And then I, that's when I had gone to New York and come back and I just like my label dropped me and I had, I, I just was really depressed. And, and so anyway, fast forward to, I had written a bunch of songs and I met this producer who said, well, you know, come into the studio, it's just an album. And I wasn't paying for it. So it's like, I kind of let him produce it. And so I did Mended Vessel was the album and Mended Vessel, my grandmother wrote a book called The Mended Vessel. And after I read it, I wrote Mountain Woman. And Mountain Woman is, is about my Nana who had this amazing life, grew up in the South, in the rural South. And I learned about healing from her grandmother and then made her way out eventually to California. So when you hear the song, it's directly taken from her book called The Mended Vessel. And so then I made the album title in honor of her mended and then i wrote mountain woman and that's what we're going to listen to it's all about her life born in june in west virginia i learned to walk before the leaves turned brown living off the land that she had found doing the best with what she's been given She's a mountain woman, oh yeah. She would sleep beneath the stars, always dirt under her nails from digging. The hammer she'd been down was busy. She's a mountain woman, oh yeah. One day she'll go out west to California. I'll pull herself up in that old mountain way. Though she left behind, I hear them say she can see your life, she can break your heart. She's a mountain woman. Raised up a family 
made the clothes and find the food that they eat. Something strong would draw her away. Watch her stare out towards that western sky, that mountain woman. Oh Today, Audra Kubat is joining us from Detroit, where she's locally famous. I saw, by the way, Audra, uh, on some page or some something related to you, it said that you would do songs in Detroit and within 10 miles of Detroit. And I, was, I think this was from quite a ways ago, 15 years ago or so. But I don't know if that was a, a choice you were making or just one that's palatable or affordable, maybe, to do that kind of traveling. It takes a lot of energy and time and money to be able to tour. But that song was Mountain Woman. It's about, as you said, your Nana. Is that the grandmother who you said died recently? You went to a memorial service for? She, um, she passed away last year at 98. This is an incredible, incredible story, incredible woman. There's talk of making like a film about her life actually after her book came out and everything. She wrote a book only 10 years ago. So she was 89 when she wrote a book. And she'd been a writer and did a lot of prose, but this was her first book. And yeah, so I just, we were able to finally get together after a year of, you know, still getting out of COVID and trying to get the whole family together. So we all went to California to where her house was and celebrated Nana. And I played Mountain Woman while I was there for everybody and everybody was celebrating together. Well, it's wonderful to remember her here on Song of the Soul. And folks, this is Song of the Soul. Our website's nordenspiritradio.org. You'll find a link to adrakubat.com on our site. You can track her down and all of our other guests for this past 17 years. There's so many hundreds of wonderful, wonderful artists from all over the country and internationally as well. 
Today, you get to add Audra Kubat to your list of wonderful singers that you would like to come all the way from Detroit over to wherever you live across the United States. There are something like 45 stations that carry Northern Spirit Radio programs across the U.S., and so maybe someone there is going to reach out and come by my site and track you down. And maybe it's time to do that tour that you haven't done yet. Yeah, I hope so. I'm ready. I'm almost 50. So come on, let's do this thing. <laughs> and remember, when you come to NordenSpiritRadio.org to comment on this program, we love having your two-way conversation with you. We love connecting with you. And perhaps you know a musician or some artist or an activist who you want to have on one of our programs. So Please do that when you come to the site. There's also under the support menu, you can donate to support Northern Spirit Radio. We do this not by government support, and not by corporate support. And that's a very deliberate decision on our part because we want the message to serve you, the listener, not to serve advertisers or the government contract or whatever. So please support us if you're able and remember to support those community radio stations across the United States. It's so wonderful to have the local music source support Supported by the local radio. Community radio is something that we should not let disappear from this earth. And again, folks, the song we just listened to, Mountain Woman by Audra Kubat, is on her release, Mended Vessel. And there was about a 10-year hiatus between the previous album and the one that that was on, Mended Vessel. Those 10 years, you said you, you built up these hundreds of songs, and finally someone offered you the opportunity to record an album without having to plunk down thousands of dollars. I noticed on your website, you have listed with your name, it says Remedy Records and Kubat Publishing. And you're the CEO, so I, I should be more respectful talking to a CEO. Does that mean you are your own album executive these days? Yeah, I have my own publishing company and my own label. And I haven't like tried to overdo the work. Like I'm not just like, oh gosh, I got to get this out in the world. And I, you know, I do education. I do music education. I work with little ones. I model for teachers how to use music in their practice. I'm, I'm just sort of continue to write and work. I have these albums. I, I want to record a new album, but I'm like, I'm working on my garden. I'm working on just being present and happy and a loving person. And the space that I'm working on here in Detroit, this house that you see kind of behind me, this house was built in 1884 and I'm rehabbing it into a space for music education and performance on the first floor. So I'm kind of like build it and they will come. You know, it costs so much money to produce albums. It costs so much money to go out and tour and I'm just not in a position, unless someone comes along that's like, hey, we want to like help you out and we're going to do this and this. You know, I want to razor focus my local energy and focus on Detroit and helping young people in Detroit and people of all ages in Detroit and using music here to heal. That's why I do the songwriting workshops. That's why I work with different organizations to bring songwriting to the people of the city to help children have voice. And I don't need to be famous. Like, I don't really care anymore. I mean, yeah, I still have that dream. I still want hundreds and thousands of people to hear my music, and I hope that happens. But I can't be constantly doing it because it takes so much of my heart away to do that. I just can't do that anymore. It is hard to stay rooted and that be throwing branches everywhere in the world, left and right. So would you throw another branch our way, though, with another one of your songs? Yeah, Some Comfort is the first track off the latest album, The Sliver and the Salve. And Some Comfort is... Uh, made up story about a woman leaving a bad relationship and not looking back. I often write songs using third person to work through my own pain. 
I think sometimes, and other songwriters I've heard say this, or other writers, is that sometimes it's just easier to assign the pain to someone else. And you can talk about it more honestly and more raw in that way. So that song is it's kind of about myself, but sort of through the lens of this woman trying to find her way. Beauty and pain are entwined in this song. It's called Some Comfort by Audra Kubat. From the motel room, she made the call. Her hands were shaking and her voice was low on the other end. She heard him say, please come home, I won't hurt you again. Instead, she kept driving, walked the other way, through a darkened night and a twisting hurricane and wind. When the morning light broke and at dawn, the clouds had lifted, she was far from home. And where are you now? Are you lost at the wheel? And what you need now is a place that you can find some comfort. And tired and weak, she pulled off the road. Stopped at a diner to have coffee and a smoke And, and the waitress gave her a light Refilled her coffee, left a piece of advice Oh yes, I know you, I've seen you before You're just like me, you're still staring at that door But I said, don't look back, don't get turned around Don't stop driving till you found what you're looking for And where are you now? Are you lost at the wheel? What you need now is a place that you can find some comfort. Back behind the wheel, she's listening to Howling Wolf. Road stretches out like a river Cutting through the mud And all the places you lost Or you left behind They all come back to you On this borrowed time Just keep driving keep Into driving. the earth and sky While the rear view disappears From behind And all, all the things that brought you here and all the things you've done You know exactly what it is That you come And where are you now? You're not lost At the wheels 
what you have found is a place that you can find some comfort. Oh, 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 Shortly before the pandemic, Audrey Kubat released the album, The Sliver and the Salve, and that song, Some Comfort, is from that album. You can track it down on her website, audrakubat.com. Have any trouble spelling that, come via northernspiritradio.org. Everyone gets that one right. When I listen to that song, when I sit with that song, the mixed emotions in me, the longing and the need to keep on going the opposite direction, the pain and the pull. And one of the things I learned with my wife, actually a workshop before we got married, for both of us it's second marriage, was that it's called Imago Relationship Therapy. And there's a book called Getting the Love You Want. Their idea is that the thing that makes you fall in love with something is this imprint of your early childhood influences. So both the wonderful feeling of home and love and belonging and the feelings of pain that happen there. And so we reproduce those in our relationships. And unless we do it consciously, they can be horrific and we don't progress anywhere onto what they call conscious relationship and some comfort feels to me like an exploration of that edge of the relationship. So thank you for writing that, Audra. My pleasure. I'm, I'm glad it can move you. And I, I hope that whoever hears it out there can find themselves in it in some way and, and some peace. And I know we're going to run out of time, so I'm going to rush us along to a couple more songs. I really would like to keep you going all day long, but I know there's other people who need your musical nurture. One of the things that's listed with your name is the Detroit Symphony Orchestra TA. And I don't know if that's teaching assistant or what that is. Do you nurture the symphony orchestra as well? So um, I'm a teaching artist for uh, the Detroit Symphony Orchestra. I work with their early Head Start program that they are initiating. Big organizations are trying to figure out how to like connect with community more. And so I was hired in to develop a toolkit for parents and educators to use at home that was music-based. In fact, like my, I'm ha I have a meeting today with them. And so this is just like a mock-up of a box, but we have created a box that's going to go home. I have created a box that the Detroit Symphony Orchestra is going to create thousands of them through a grant with Kellogg to get these into the hands of children. So inside them are beautiful scarves, a guaro, a chime, and shakers. So what I do then is go and meet with parents and educators and model for them how to use these simple musical tools to teach phonics, to teach letter recognition, to help with transitions, to help calm the body, to help inspire movement. And that's what I kind of do for money in Detroit is I work with kids through the lens of music. 
So that's what I do for them. I built this box that they're now going to make thousands of to give to kids. And that gives you enough money so you can rehab the house that you're living in. That's the thing, yeah. And so you can see, um, I know that people listening can't see, but I have a beautiful wood-burning stove in my house that kept me warm the first year I lived here with no heat. Now I have heat, (laughs) but yeah, it's been a long process, but I've really put my roots down here. And like I said, I feel at this point, like if I can offer my first floor to small performances where I can perform, where I can bring in people from other places to perform, that I'm doing the work that is fulfilling for me. I hope it keeps spreading and keeps doing more for others. Well, let's spread some more by sharing some more of your music. What's up next? So let's go with the sliver and the salve. Because we'll end on a higher note. The sliver and the salve, there's the dual opposites. The sliver is that little pain and the salve is what you would put on that. And so this song in particular, I think is one of my, it's a very well-written song. I believe, I believe that there's no extra in it. It's just very streamlined, but it's all about dualities. Just how you can be everything to someone and you could just be nothing to them. And it's like the love and hate, what that means, the love-hate kind of thing. Go straight into it. The sliver and the salve, Audrey Kubat. Why do you go When I'm lying here alone And my locks won't hold the door Why do you go And why do you stay When the lights are on And my patience is long gone Why do you stay You are the flame, you are the blackout You are the pebble and the sea You are the mend and you are the disease You're everything and nothing to me now When I'm 
A beautiful song describing so much of the emotional universe that I've seen and lived. The Sliver and the Salve, it's title track of Audra Kubat's most recent release a few years ago, right before the pandemic. She released that. Her website is audrakubat.com, links on nordenspiritradio.org. And this one fits so well with some comfort because the woman driving away in some comfort has experienced this sliver in the salve. And I don't know if the whole album's that way. I haven't listened to the whole album. Was that where you were, sliver and salving? Yeah, I think that song in particular incorporates all the highs and the joy and then also like all the darkness. And so that kind of like, I'm a Gemini also, so I feel like often like I'm being pulled apart from the inside. I also can see a lot of perspectives because of that too. Of I'm hyper empathetic, you know, I, I can't drive by someone in pain without really having my own emotional reverence and breakdown from that. This album is very much about the healing and also the destruction that can come. And when I released this album, I had a big tour set up for the spring. So I released this in November of 2019. And then it was like two months later, the pandemic started. I was on the road to going back out into the world. And I was, I was like, I'm going to tour with this album. This is the best album yet. It had set up a lot of out-of-town gigs and they all stopped. So I tried, <laughs> but the world was like, no, time to stay home. Damn coronavirus. But that's when I built the garden. I built a community garden and I spent two years working on this house and I wouldn't be where I am with the work had that not happened because I would have been doing other things. Yeah, it's the sliver and the south. They come together and uh, sometimes the only difference between them is how we tend to look at it on any particular day. I have room for one more song in this program. So, Audra, how can we conclude your song of the soul? I would like to end with a song called Oh Mother. I think it's fitting that we started with Garden, which is very much about Mother Earth and its beauty. And then Oh Mother is really a call to action to protect this beautiful earth that we live on. It's an ode to Mother Nature, but it's, there's also a warning in there that if we don't sort of stand up and protect her with all our might, we will maybe lose her. The thing I, I wonder about, uh, again, I was raised as a male in this country, and males, you know, you, you're tough. You can walk through the storm and the beatings and keep on going, right? Takes a lick and keeps on ticking. Someone who's so empathetic as you are, and I think with your empathy connecting with all of all of our relationships on this planet, how do you stay so empathetic 
And as you say in the song, you know, I'll, I'll fight with my bones and my fists if I must. Can you do that and still have your heart so gloriously open? Yeah, I think you, I think I have to stand sometimes in danger and stand firmly in my beliefs. And that is the way that I am fighting with my fists is just staying steady in the work. You know, and it's like when I say like, like my fists, it's like fists of words. I'm going to throw them out and you're, you know, and it's like, I hope that they can help break you open because the work is to break the hardest of hearts open. And this song does it. And folks, it's the last song we'll be able to share today. But if you go to adrakubat.com, follow the link from NordenSpiritRadio.org, if that's helpful. And you'll be able to do the work that is talked about in O Mother. Adra, again, you're a glowing soul. And I'm so glad that Birch and Kinga connected me with you. I can see such wonderful, wonderful people and plants growing in Detroit. And thank you so much for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. It's been a pleasure. And again, the song is O Mother, website adrakubat.com, and we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. O Mother of Light, and Mother of Days, You wait for the words that we promise to say. We stand in your shadow, but must sit by your side To hear your song in the winds blown wild and I trust in the world you have given to us I will fight with my bones and my fists if I must To shatter the walls they put up with fear I will break all the rules just to keep her here Oh, mother of mountains, mother of fire Climb your highest ridges and I'll light the pipe To burn down the kingdoms created by greed And we'll dance on their ashes, watch their power recede And I trust in the world you have given to us I will fight with my songs and my words if I must To tear down the fences and take down the flag Undraw the lines that divide us in half Oh, mother of freedom, mother of hope I'll strip back the blinders and I'll cut all the rope And I'll smash all the windows, give way all my clothes And I'll walk through your valleys, get your mud on my toes And I trust in the world you have given to Fight with my fingers, tooth nail if I must And I'll study your bones, hold space in your name With all that I am, I will work for the change Oh, mother of oceans, mother of grace Oh, please won't you tell me that it's not too late Your bodies of water soon won't run clear Men on the hill, they just don't seem to care And I trust in the world you have given to us I will fight with my heart and my mind if I must And I'll gather the people, we'll march to the drum we'll stand in their way till they lay down their guns
for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helps Meet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.